Twinkle. Good afternoon. It is April 11th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Lemonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? What a difference a week makes. Kansas Jayhawks are the national champions. Boy, what a second half comeback. Uh, it, it feels like it was at least two weeks ago, but somehow it was it, it was only a week ago. Were you able to, did you even bother to stay up for the second half? I did. If you recall, there was actually reasons to watch the second half. It wasn't like an immediate blowout from start to finish. There was there was a chance that that, that could have been a, a ball game. It just felt like the superior team rose by the second half, though. They had figured out everything else, and they were not worried. They were able to kind of do whatever they wanted, and they, they made a lot of plays. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. It's crazy how it's all boils down to one game, but that's the fun part about that tournament. It's, it's completely unpredictable. Although I suppose Kansas winning this really doesn't sound like the most unpredictable tournament of all time. But the reality was it was a very unpredictable tournament. I mean, it's kind of like that every year. But Kansas winning doesn't feel like it's the right fit for how the season actually went, is including the tournament specifically. Like, you know, you're gonna look like this in the history books, and I think Kansas is like, oh, another one on their books. But how Kansas actually doesn't have as many uh, victories as, as I had uh, anticipated. I mean, Bill Self, I think this is only his second one. Yes. So he's only two, and I, I, I'm talking about Kansas as if they're this prestige, you know, big-time basketball school, and I, and I still think I'm speaking correctly when saying that, but uh, do you feel like this sums up the season properly? Like, was this the best team? They, they were on Monday. Uh, throughout the year, I mean, all, all the teams have ups and downs. I, I think going into the into the tournament, I even mentioned, cause like, I, I think Gonzaga is uh, the best team, and they, they, they weren't, you know, throughout throughout March, but Kansas was the, uh, you know, one of one of the best t- teams in the uh, in the Big Twelve in their conference, and they, I think, I saw had the the easiest route to the championship just based off the uh, off the seeds. You know, part of that is that North Carolina and as an eight seed in the championship. You know, just an eight seed making the championship is, is pretty unusual. So I think it's a little bit different than a uh, than than a, maybe maybe a normal eight seed that some mid major programs like everybody knows North Carolina is and some probably just really uh, turned around, turned it around and put it all together the end of February through through, through the rest of March and just still just like I don't, I don't know how they how they're able to uh, to turn it around. One of the things after the uh, you know, season ends, just doing some recap, uh, we was not thrilled to find that. Uh, Mondo Baycott still has uh, years of eligibility left. I kind of thought, oh, he's been around for a while. He's, he's probably done right. So I think the the, uh, the the NBA is maybe a possibility. I, I don't think it's a for sure thing. So uh, I, I got to imagine he's going to be back at, at UNC next year. I mean, he plays through the injury as well. So I'll, I'll give him some credit for that. It was his ankle looked all jacked up on the championship game, but he played. And he was effective. Got a bunch of rebounds. I thought he played hard. Was definitely an impact player still. Uh, so you're gonna have to face him again. That's that's unfortunate. Uh, you watched. You were probably the only person in the world that watched this, but you watched a whole bunch of future recruits for Duke play the other night in a high school tournament. Any of those guys, like immediate check-in, plug-in kind of guys? Like, are they playing next year, or are these they're gonna? I don't even know. What is it? Redshirt bench player, or are we seeing some potential starters in this past uh, weekend here? Uh. 
you definitely saw not only starters for next year, but also for the 2023 class. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, what what a uh, what a difference a week makes. Last week it was just this is the worst. Uh, you know, can't get any any lower than this. And now a week later, the season's over. UNC blows the the largest halftime lead in championship history. Uh, and then, like you said, there was a uh, it was the Nike Summit uh, basketball game. So it's the top high school basketball recruits, and they uh, divided up, and it's uh, USA versus the the world. But you're asking, are we going to be seeing uh, seeing starters? Not only are you going to be seeing starters, uh, three of the guys that played on Friday. Uh, for the USA team are in the top five that are going to that are going to Duke. So these should be some of like the the, the best guys. All should be you know unless something happens, should all be looking at you know at worst uh, lottery picks going into uh, into the NBA next year. Uh, and then there were two guys on the on the world team that actually I had realized uh, didn't realize until I got closer. Uh, both of them made their decision one on Thursday, one on Friday, right before the game that they were going to go into Duke. So I did not realize that until Thursday and Friday. So there's even more, uh, more guys to look forward to, but they won't be coming in until the, uh, the 2023 class and just minutia, just, this is totally inside baseball. Nobody really gets this except for, you know, really uh, die hard like recruiting fans, but uh, Nolan Smith who played for Duke on the 2010 national was a uh, an assistant coach under under coach k he got the uh, opportunity to be the associate uh head coach so you're like assistant he's like you're a little bit down associate you're like when the head coach gets kicked out you are now the, you're now the he did some of the recruiting so there was rumors that some of these guys were going to flip and they're going to go to louisville but all of them come out and said nope no one was a great guy i'll always have uh, you know, a lot of respect for him but you know once i stepped on campus you know all the all the good things you're you're, you're looking to say so Nice to uh, watch, watch a little high school basketball. Definitely good to have it on late on Friday night where it's like you kind of watch for a little bit and then it's just, ooh, yep, yeah, this, uh, this is a pretty sloppy basketball. Okay, this is just a nice little, little teaser for next year, but it's not quite the same as watching college or the NBA. I got to figure out how to get this phone thing to work so much better. You cut in and out so much, I don't, I don't even know between that and the cord going back and forth. But anyways, that's college basketball. Is there anything else you want to get to? I think it's crazy these guys are making decisions like the day of their games or whatever. That that either you have your mind made up that much and you're you're that ready for it, like why wait for that? Is it supposed to be that much of a presentation and do you want that kind of pressure on yourself? I I don't know. Those are things I I don't want to ever have to worry about or think about in kind of that situation, but it seems like it's kind of a norm thing to do. I mean, you said two guys two big guys two big names saying they're going to commit to duke the day before all that so that's that's interesting to me uh i don't wonder if espn had anything I, to I do think, with any of I that i think these guys uh i think these guys they they know I, I don't know how far ahead of time they know but it wasn't like two minutes before he's not sure what what direction he's going to go in and he, he's he's probably known for for a couple of weeks at least but it's just a little cool to do the reveal you know, you get get people around. People are excited. They want to know. You just it, it's it's just an excitement. Yeah. All right. So enough college basketball. The season's over. If you didn't listen to last week's, and very very unfortunately, I did lose the annual bet that Zach and I make. We make a bet every year between us and the March Madness. We can get more picks correctly. 
I have once again been defeated, and it was a terrible defeat. I don't even want to recap how bad it was, but I lost, and this year's bet consequence was I have to ski down the mountain shirtless, so this will likely be a next season, uh, winter season kind of thing, unless someone comes up with some sort of opportunity for me to ski anytime soon in a maybe potential warmer climate. I, I'm not opposed to that. It feels a little like a little, little cheating there, but you know what? Uh, I got to get it done before next tournament, so until then, no more college basketball talk. It's over. I'm done. It's 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 it can't, can't handle it. Anymore. I got there, I got one one last thing to put tie a little bow on that. Should we mention who won the little of column A, little of column B uh pool? I really wanted to make him wait so much longer because I feel like once we say this, he's gonna stop listening. So I kinda wanted to push it to the end. But sure, go ahead. No, okay, go ahead. all right. He's only gonna listen for like ten minutes now if I give it to him. But you know what? Go ahead. We okay, we might as well I, celebrate I this. He is a friend of the podcast. He is a routine listener, as I could say. I don't know if we have that many, but he's one of them. And uh I can't believe he whooped our ass in, in, in picks again. I, I can't believe it was him. I was truly convinced that it was somebody else the entire time. I, I wasn't until you told me and confirmed the name that it was the guy that we did know. And I was then furious that he had the opportunity to win. And he was kind of a lock to win like a uh, week going in. I, I think, it, yeah, it was, it was just a matter of if it was Kansas or because if it was UNC, it would have been some, somebody else. Uh, are, are we going to let him, uh, uh, are we going to let him on since, since he won? That was kind of a, in the past we had advertised that, but we haven't been doing that because uh, people hadn't, haven't been interested in being, being guests. I told him he could be on, but I didn't tell him when. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Like this will be like, uh, uh, <laughs> do you ever see the bit where uh, Matt Damon uh, constantly gets kicked off of Jimmy Kimmel's show? He, like he yeah. gets bumped. Uh, he's always like coming yeah. up next, Matt Damon. And then it always something else happens, and Matt Damon never gets to come on next. And they they played on that kind of thing. So I I almost want to make it like yeah, we'll have him next week, and and maybe the week after. You know, it's it's gonna happen. I'm sure there'll be a slow news day one of these days, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. I'm just worried he's gonna make me talk about soccer. It is a concern. It, it's a major we're, we're, concern. We're in charge. I know we're in charge. The problem is he's going to come on here and he's going to take control of this. I, I don't even know if we can handle him as a guest. This is, this is going to become his yeah, show overnight. Yeah. You know, he, he won. Not only did he win, he's got an artillery of things to shoot at me after how poorly I played this past season. So <laughs> I, I I think it'll happen. I'm sure he's still listening now. I don't, I don't really. You, you want to just say his name finally? I feel like we made him wait long enough. You, 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 yeah, okay. Uh, it, it's Nate. It's my brother. He one which means that uh all three of the ed bishop kids have won the lca lcb pool i don't know how that's possible but uh my sister won i think the first year and then i think i won the second year and then you know we, we gave second place the uh the the, the prize and then it was nate nate this year so i don't, I don't know i don't know what's uh you know in the in the, in the country time lemonade back this this feels picks, that's for sure this feels like a rigged tournament at this point. Like, have you seen the the McDonald's monopoly scheme? Like, this this feels like that where we just keep handing it off to oh, a family yeah. member, or it's like, oh yeah, don't don't worry, this is a totally legal league. The thing is, it's still costing me money, <laughs> and yet somehow your family's growing over here. I, I don't know. I didn't think this was gonna be a side business hustle, right? We're not giving out million dollar prizes and cars here, but you know, a victory is a victory. This is this is pure dominance once again by a family that you know. Maybe I should do a podcast with these guys. You know, I don't know why. How many years have you won? Did you win any? I won, yeah. Yeah, he did win. That did happen. Yeah, I think I won the. I think I won the second. I don't know if it was the second or the third year. It all. It all. Some of this all blends together. It, it was before the pandemic. That's what I remember. 
Zach won the year that they didn't have the tournament. That was that was his only win. Uh, all right, done with college no, basketball. That was the worst year. That was the worst loss. Done with college basketball. Put it on hold. I'll tell you what. I'll only talk about it if Coach Gay comes back. All right. Until then, we're waiting until March. That's it. I'm, I'm putting. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Well, gonna... we can't wait till March, but we can at least wait till November. I'm sure something else will come up. If they've learned anything from the NFL this offseason, it's you need more chaos to happen every offseason. Because I can, I could be more excited for the upcoming football tournament or football <laughs> potential flag football coming up soon. We'll we'll talk about that. But I want to talk NBA. All right, it, the season's over. We got a lot of things to get into. There's awards that need to be nominated. There's teams that have done some weird things at the end of the end of the season here. There's injuries there's guys coming back from injuries there's guys doing i don't know what for, with their health and mental health concerns and all that i don't even know where to start i think do you want me to start with the most bold thing i think it's going to happen like i could go through all this like every other podcast and tell you yeah this is this this is that da, da, da. i'm going to tell you one thing that no other podcast is saying right now or maybe they all are right. well i just i i, I just want to hop in here first to tell the listeners you probably want to listen to uh to will on this because like Will just said, putting college basketball away. That's my thing. We're, we're putting that away. We're moving to the NBA. This is where this is more of Will's strength. One week ago, we talked about the NBA, and I said, I don't know about Brooklyn. Like, they right now, like, they're the the ninth, tenth seed. Like, they're going to have to win, you know, a game just to have, like, a chance to get in. In a week's time, they are now the, the, the seventh seed. They only have to win one home game to be in the playoffs. So, you are absolutely correct on that, that they are going to get their act together. So, all right, now I'm ready. What is the big thing you got for us? Toronto is going to advance out of the first round. It's going to happen. So they are playing They are playing the Sixers. Sixers are the four seed. Toronto is the five seed. So they will have to win on the road. Uh, are you how, – how many games are you thinking? Six. They're going to win in Toronto. They're going to win in Toronto. And, and, and you know what? Thibel is not going to play in any of these road games because he's not able to because for whatever reason he got vaccinated but didn't get his second vaccination, which is such a like, – how like there has to be a checklist somewhere, right? There's enough guys with clipboards on the side that somebody could have kept track of something like this. This just seems like inexcusable at this point, especially when you see this coming up. The, the last game of the year, they, they should have just seen this potential matchup coming. Now, I don't know if it's for personal reasons. But for the reasons that I have read and been told, at least online, it sounds like they forgot. Like, like, that, like I didn't really see an actual excuse other than like, oh, we, we just we, we mismanaged uh, his scheduling or something ridiculous like that. I, I don't understand how something like that happened. Now, I'm not picking that just entirely because I do think that's going to be a factor. I just think Toronto is out for blood right now. T- Toronto has been really good. I, I think Siakam has a ton to prove. Now, there is a scenario where Embiid just dominates this entire series and it's over. But I think I think Toronto, and I'm giving Nick Nurse a ton of credit in all of this, and I'm betting against the Doc River coaching, assuming that is only going to be a potential negative. And just, I think Toronto's got really good fans, and I think they like being the underdog. I think this is the perfect matchup. I just, I just, I think Toronto's going to win. I, I think you're going to see Toronto play really good basketball and really good defense. And, and Philly is going to have this messy offense where Harden is not going to get any calls. And I think he's – I just – show me playoff Harden that's really something to be scared of. I, I think this is where Harden is his least fearful. This could be the most fearful Embiid ever gets because I, I really think he could average 40 points in this series. But I'm still 
I'm going to go with Toronto. I just see a messy with a messy team in Philly that doesn't have the depth, doesn't have the shooting, doesn't look like they have the cohesion. It looks like they have two of the best players in the league and definitely one of them, arguably two. And I just like the matchup for Toronto. I don't know if anyone else is going to pick them. I'm, I'm sure I, I think Shaq said the other uh, the other day that Philly was going to sweep them, which is what they should be thinking because that's that's kind of the season they had. But man, I'm telling you, Toronto is a really good basketball team, and then you're going to see it. And they're going to steal game one. I'll put that in as a lock too. Toronto will win game one. Isn't that kind of Toronto the reverse of Toronto's whole thing? Or they changed that? But that wasn't that their thing for a while. They always lost game one. Couldn't you argue that Philly is the new Toronto right now? Okay, all right. You know, like the, hey, you know, had a really good regular season, you know, can't wait for the playoffs, are really going to turn it on. And it's like, well, you got this kind of new roster. I agree it was a worthy trade. You had a player that wasn't playing, and you got a player that is playing. All right, that's that's an ad, all right? You're adding that. But you did lose some valuable pieces, and you did give those valuable pieces to somebody within the division. Like, I'm watching Curry, ankle injury or not ankle injury, making shots over there, and Drummond getting rebounds over there. Two guys that I think, could really help this team, especially in a playoff run, for just some depth. And I don't think Philly has that. So I just think it's going to be not enough. And I also think Embiid went after this MVP thing so much that he's just not going to make it throughout the playoffs. I, I think by game six, oof, man. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not rooting for an injury. I just, it's going to take a lot for me to, a lot's going to have to happen for Philly to win. And maybe it happens. All right. Maybe suddenly all of it just clicks. I just haven't seen it happen yet. And I could make the same argument for a lot of other teams in the NBA, but this one specifically, I just don't trust. And I have a lot more trust in Toronto showing up, playing hard every single game. And I, I just think they're going to steal a couple games. The next thing you know, they're going to steal the series. It, it's it's going to happen. All right? this, is, this is my crazy take right now, but I don't think you're going to hear that across the board. I mean, I have one other less wacky one that I think is a little bit more predictable. But uh, what, what do you think about Toronto Philly? Like, is this... Am I, am I crazy for thinking this way, or do you see all the same red flags I see? It's it's just a matter of what previous red flags come up and which ones stay in the past. You you mentioned on, on the Sixers side, you got you got Doc Rivers, who since he's been you know post Celtics has had some just. Look, well, you could really describe Doc Rivers' struggles. You Sorry, you cut out. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and then the, uh, the James Harden and Embiid in their previous destinations have both fizzled in the fourth quarter of these games where it's just there's so much put on their shoulders. So I don't know if that will continue to happen or if them being together being able to help each other. But you also have uh, Siakam on Toronto, who's had his struggles. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto. I mean, Siakam specifically with Toronto has is man, he was awful well in that Celtics series. You you, you mentioned uh, Toronto, great fan base, which I agree. They have the you know the crazy uh, Jurassic Park, but I'm pretty sure Canada is much more strict with the uh, with the rules. I don't think they they're able to have fans. I think that's going to impact them when you go to go to Philly. And that place is just absolutely rocking. And then you go to Toronto and there's, you know, peak COVID amount of people in there where it's just basically, you know, dead quiet. Look, you add up some of the problems I did right there, fans or no fans, and you need to factor in some players may not be able to play for Philly. Like that's that's an that's well, it a sounds key like thing. it's just it's just Bible. 
okay. That I I, I don't want to specifically call somebody out like that, but yeah, that's that's a loss though because they don't have the depth to lose somebody like that. Like who's gonna guard certain guys? That's their swing guy. Someone else is gonna have to defend out there. Like is Harden gonna step up on defense now? And you're gonna hope for that on the road against Toronto? I just don't see that happening. I think that was enough of a swing for me to say you're gonna take Thibel against. This, this team that has no depth and you're going to put it against a team that has a ton of depth in Toronto. I, I just, I just think they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. All right. Do you want, do you want the other like crazy upset? I think that is, is yes. not as crazy. Yes, I would. All right. It's not nearly as crazy, but I'm anticipating in the playing game that the Clippers will beat Minnesota. They will be the seven seed and they will face the number two Memphis Grizzlies and they will win. I, I, I love I, Memphis. But I think the Clippers are going to beat them in the first round. And this is with Kawhi or without Kawhi? This is without Kawhi. I think they can win without Kawhi. I, look, I could be completely wrong. I, I in Memphis, they're a two seed. Like you know, think of the back to starting the season. They they finished two. We had them written in for the playing game, definitely in the playoffs, but not like not a two seed. I mean, and this was that without John Morant for the last couple games here. He's back now. Looks like John Morant once again. He's, I don't know how, I don't know how players recover like that. That that just doesn't make sense to me. How you can miss that much time <laughs> and then come back and then just fly in the air like that. No, no questions asked. Like this is, this is a capability that is crazy to come back from an injury and be able to do. So all those good things, but it's their first time. And I, I just, the Clippers seem a little sneaky to me where, they seem very comfortable. I think they've liked some of the additions they've got. They've got some players coming back outside of Kawhi. I mean, they've added Paul George recently. They added Norman Powell back. I, uh, they have some guys coming back. Yep. And these aren't nobody guys. It's a decent roster here. I, I, I'm i going to pick them over that. I just think the experience over Memphis is, is going to be really helpful. Now, I could be completely wrong where – Clippers could look really, really old. You know, Nick Batum could get his shorts dropped a couple times while trying to guard John Moran on a switch. Who knows? You know, this could look really embarrassing both times. Both these predictions. You know, Philly could come out and just smack Toronto around because they, they definitely have a capability of being a better team. I just don't know if they're going to do it. And the same thing with Memphis. They, they definitely have a capability. They beat a lot of good teams all this season. And they could easily beat the Clippers. But I, I just... I'm betting on the experience here, and I think the Clippers have a little bit more left in the tank than anyone is giving them. The underestimating here is is really what I'm betting on, is you're underestimating Toronto, and you're I think you're underestimating the Clippers. Now they may they may not beat Minnesota. This is the only flaw of all this is this this first game. You know Minnesota is is kind of like the. I mean it, it's probably yeah it's the poor man Memphis. All right there, there's there's some noise there, there's some young excitement there, but it's there's still a seven seed. I don't know if they can put it all together for one game quite like this i don't know if i'd bet on that but but it could happen you know cat cat is a mismatch they definitely have some some players capable of you know having one game and winning one game it's a crazy that's the fun thing about the playing game is it's one game you know it's it's, it's winter pretty much winter go home for for a couple teams here i suppose you get a second shot if you're fortunate enough uh but yeah any any thoughts on that do you think the clippers are going to make some noise or am i also crazy for betting on that I I think that one, uh, like you said, this one was a, a little less less crazy, but I think I think the Timberwolves can can take care uh, take care of business. Uh, my question for you is, you know, you got Paul George, he, he's come back, he's looked uh, looked pretty good, but are we getting playoff P? This is a play in game. Will we get play in P? What, what are we expecting here? 
I, I think we should just call him Paul George, and that's it. No more nicknames, no more talking. Just watch the guy play. He's playing with a really messed up elbow, which makes me think I probably shouldn't even bet on him at all. But you know what? He's playing, and he's playing well. I don't know how. These injuries, I don't know what these shots are full of, but you know, it's it's working. I don't know if it'll work that long, but I think it'll work enough to get him out of the first round. I think it shows up. I think he's gonna, he's been Will. He's been much better. He's been way more consistent. If anything, being like the main guy has been like an easier role for him where there's almost less pressure of not having to either be the number two or not having the pressure of, oh, shit, there's two of us. We should win every single game. That kind of fades away where you give it your best shot, man. And Eli, I think he likes doing that. I don't know why he's more comfortable in that scenario, but, you know, it's it's working for him, and I think it's going to work for the first round. I think more likely is that uh, Minnesota gets to play at home. They pull off a close win versus the Clippers, and then the Clippers take care of uh, whoever wins in the New Orleans-San Antonio game. Yeah, they're not going to beat Phoenix, though. I, out of all the teams in the playoffs, Phoenix is the only one that I, I you could lock them in. They're going to get out of the first round. Every other team, you know, depending on how these playing games go out, I don't, I don't know, you know, Miami – I mean, what, what, like a week ago, we're talking about a fight in public on the sideline. And, yeah, I know it's just competitive nature and all that, but there was all these other teams it didn't have like that drama. A more than that. All these, uh, well, regardless if it's real drama or no, no drama at all, every other team didn't have a public one like that. Okay, so I think every other team essentially has a leg up from what we know and the knowledge that we know. There may have been some internal problems all there, but this one we know for sure happened. And it, it they, I don't know how they finished at the number one seed. It, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Like, weren't they an eight seed at Christmas? Like, easily, like, barely even in the playing game? It, it's definitely possible. They've definitely uh, had a strong second half. Or even more than a second half. I think they just, they, they didn't start great. But the East was so bunched together that uh, just going off the seeds is a little misleading because it's like, well, it's only four games between the one and the, you know, 12 seed or something. Right. Do you care to pick a mismatch or a specific matchup that you want to talk about uh player wise or or team wise ah uh, you you could do either because if you don't really care about the teams i'd rather hear about you care about something so uh, if you care about the players more we could talk about that oh uh, no i just was uh just curious i, I think that uh, uh brooklyn's gonna stomp the the Cavs. yeah just jared allen it doesn't look like he's gonna play mobley coming off the injury i i think that uh Brooklyn, Brooklyn's rolling enough that you know an undermanned Cavs team, young Cavs team, they're just gonna they're they're gonna take care of them and kind of kind of put put them put them on the brink. They really lost their enforcer with Jared Allen, and and I think when you're facing a team like Brooklyn, it's it's really important that you have that guy. Like I think missing Robert Williams for the Celtics, if we do face Brooklyn, he would be most effective in that game because it's another big body out there that they got to think about when they drive. I don't know if there's anybody as fearful. I mean, Jared Allen and, and Robert Williams, these are, these are some guys you got to be care, careful with around the rim. They're, they're there. They're going for it, and they're really good at what they do. And the fact that they may not have to face either of them and essentially you know, escape out of that, that's crazy to me because uh, I think it's a huge advantage for both those teams. I think Cleveland could have a huge advantage by having him out there, and it's, it's too bad that he can't be. Uh, so that, that doesn't seem too surprising there, as well as Brooklyn is Brooklyn's the fakest seven seed of, of all time. OK, let's, let's be honest. I don't think they're they just think Kevin Durant is not going to lose that game. Like, name one. like Kevin Durant loses to this Cleveland team. 
No, that's not gonna happen. There's no way. What do you uh, What do you think about these? I, I guess I'm calling them Simmons rumors, uh, but he was out shooting around before uh, before yesterday's game, which is more than we've we've seen up to this point. Do you think this is a this is a possibility, or do you think this is uh, just he, he wanted to get some shots up? He scares me so much with his media presence of, of specifically doing something like this because it feels like he's being attacked because. The reality was he wasn't in shape. He tried to get in shape real quick, and he hurt his back doing it. It's a very unprofessional injury. It should have never happened. He shouldn't be. Uh, he shouldn't be injured right now. Now I, I could be wrong to some degree of, of you know maybe it was just a fluke injury. You know backs back injuries can happen. You know there's, there's nothing about that. But I don't know if he can save face by playing or not playing or doing anything at this point. Because at this point, the only thing he could do is play well, and I don't think he's gonna play well by just showing up and. I don't know if he's going to even be able to withstand the essential learning curve of getting back into shape, getting the rust off, and learning to play with everybody. It's I don't think it's just going to be like magic where he just snaps and fits right in. And I don't know if he's going to be able to overcome the scrutiny of not fitting in immediately because everyone's going to expect it to, which is a ridiculous expectation. All right, Let's just say that right now. If he doesn't play well in game one, that doesn't mean this isn't going to work. That doesn't mean this is a bad trade. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. But I don't know how you're going to pull all this off, okay? This just seems like if I'm betting on all that, I'm not betting on this team getting a whole lot from Ben Simmons at this point. I mean, the idea that this guy's going to come in and shut down Jason Tatum after just being in street clothes, you know, for almost two years at this point and just walks in and he thinks he's going to guard Jason Tatum? Just walks in and he thinks he's going to guard Jason Tatum. No way. I, he'll be lucky to guard anybody. He can't even guard anyone at practice on that damn team, all right? He hasn't played against anyone. This is uh, when we, you know, what we could transition a little bit into, into some Tiger talk right now. You know why Tiger's playing at the Masters? Because there's nothing like gameplay. All right, you can't replicate that game effort. All right, he's he's practicing out there. He's not actually competing. I mean, I'm sure he wanted to win the Masters, but I'm telling you, this is the best way to practice, and that's why Tiger entered into this, and that's why Simmons needs to practice. He needs to play like an actual game to gain actual practice out of this. It's not going to get any better. Like you can't replicate it like that, all right? You can run as many scrimmages as you want against some scrubs, some G League guys. It doesn't matter. There's nothing like gameplay. So I don't know if Simmons expects to suddenly just figure out gameplay on the fly like that. It just seems it just seems impossible. But you know what? I'm impressed by all these NBA athletes regularly. I mean, I've mentioned multiple times on just this podcast of how crazy this is. I mean, John Morant comes back from an injury, and suddenly he can just jump 45 inches in the air again. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> so I could be wrong about all of it, but, man... I just, it just seems like a risky thing, to, a risky way to do it. As well as if his back is messed up and his back actually is an injury, I mean, I'm really going to be shocked if he comes back a little early and suddenly his back injury is even worse and now he's out the rest of the playoffs. Like, is that a shocking story? It doesn't no. seem shocking either. If anything, that seems like something that does happen and he kind of has this. It seems almost more likely. It seems extremely likely. As well as the scapegoat excuse, excuse that he's going to need to save face of being like, well, it wasn't working. I couldn't handle the pressure. I don't know why I ever thought I could play in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I could play in New York, anywhere near New York. Not, I know it's not the Knicks. It doesn't matter. It's still New York. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to work out for him. And I, I, I don't know what I even want to happen for him at this point. I, 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 I guess I want him to play, but... I'd be shocked if he did. I really don't think he's going to play this year. After all that, I, I just don't think he's going to play. Are you are you anticipating him playing? I, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play either. I just I don't know why we have to 
toy around with it at this point, though. Let's just let's just say he's done. And I I feel like he's just looking for the attention to be out and about on the team here. And he shouldn't be taking shots anymore either. I feel like he's almost he's just trolling everybody, and it is not it's not a good look for him. I I don't know what else to to get in and do about that, but it's just a frustrating story. I can't believe we're still talking about it. And I I just get back to playing basketball. I don't, I can't wait to talk about that if it ever happens. Uh, any other games or turn or um players you want to talk about? For the- I uh I got some uh. I'm just calling them NBA tidbits from from the year and from the uh, from from yesterday, and they don't need to be like whole topics. We could just you know I give you like little, little facts I'll give you, and if you want to comment, cool. And if not, you know just kind of we keep keep going on. Awesome. So the first one is that uh, John Morant led the league in point point paints, paint points, led the league in paint points. A little trickier to say than you think. More than Embiid, more than Cat, more than any of the big men. I feel like I heard that stat somewhere midway. So clearly he is driving to the hoop a whole bunch, but uh, it definitely, definitely was a surprise for me. It, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. When you look at the paint touches of a guy like Embiid, especially not having to play outside as much with, with no Ben Simmons, it's crazy to me that he didn't do that. It's crazy to me that Giannis also didn't lead it because it feels like Giannis knows his go-to move, all right? It's two really long steps and a dunk. He does that a lot. Look out. Now, I don't know if some of these steps don't necessarily register as in the paint, but that, that might be like think, some weird technicality. I think technicality. it's where you release the ball. Is, is, that, is that it? Are we sure? Because Giannis would be a weird one where it was like, does he ever actually score in the paint? Yeah, it's got to be where you release the ball, not where you start. All right, I'm just, you know, that I'm just trying to make sense of how we ended up with John Morant being the leading guy in here, and I, and I still think it's almost this is a flaw. You know, this seems like an amazing thing. This is a flaw, though. This is a guy that can't shoot. Then, all right, this is great that he's go- doing that, going to the rim. He probably gets to the free throw line a lot, but you got to be able to shoot in this league. And he's getting better, and I think he's gonna figure it out. But this. There's like different roads you can go here, all right? You can go the Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook route where you just keep driving. You'll never be on you'll always be unstoppable until your health just catches up to you and you land funny one time and guys start hitting you a little bit harder and you the, the falls start to add up a little bit and the, the injuries stack and then suddenly it's like I don't understand why I can't play like this anymore. It's like, "Well, dude, you fell down, you know, a million times in a season." I mean, you look at a guy like Allen Iverson, you know, the career wraps up quick, you know? He doesn't really take care of himself. He thinks he can still play wild and reckless falling like that every every game and it just adds up to a not a not a very long long career here and i worry about that for jaw but jaw is getting a lot better at shooting i I also feel like his team benefits from him being in attack mode all the time so he doesn't necessarily have to be the shooter for them right now but i think he'll get better and i think he'll do that but it's a it's a fun quirky stat though but i I still feel like it's something he shouldn't be proud of having like you should you should be a better shooter (laughs) Like he'd be more impressive if he shot over thirty percent from three last or next year, something like that. All right, uh, on to the next one. Uh, yesterday, last game of the last games of the year, every team played. Uh, definitely some some goofy things. Uh, one of them being Kevin Love set the record for points per minute in a game. He scored thirty two points in fifteen minutes, which puts him at uh, two point one three points per minute. To put that, the the leader before was Wilt's 100-point game where he played all 48 minutes, but that only goes to 2.08 points per minute. 
uh, had, I think, eight threes or something, just went out there, was just absolutely on fire, and then sat down because it was the last game of the year and the game was over. Kind of surprised he played at all. But like I said, I got little NBA tidbits for you. That's the craziest thing. I mean, that's uh, that's like the David Robinson versus Shaq, where I, I think Robinson had to score, I think, 71 to win the scoring title against Shaq. I think Shaq sat in the last game. Maybe it wasn't even against Shaq. Something like that happened. I'm pretty sure David Robinson won the scoring title on the last game, and he had to score something crazy like 72 against a game that didn't matter for any team or anything, but he was able to do it. And this is kind of like that game where I don't know how much it mattered for Cleveland. It might have mattered a little bit. I don't think it mattered that much. Like I don't think their win-loss really would have changed a whole lot. But, you know, it's it's funny. Kevin Love, I don't think, went out there with the intention of doing this, but I do think he went out there to be like, I'm going to get some shots up today. We're going to feel good going into the playoffs. And suddenly all these damn shots went in. So, unfortunately, this is your fantasy woe right now. I can't believe you even brought this up again. Yeah, it didn't, didn't work out for me. But the uh, the, the next one, we uh, actually didn't mention it on last week's podcast, and I want to make sure we didn't get too far away from it, but the Los Angeles Lakers did not make the playoffs. Couldn't even make the play-in game. Got LeBron James, got Anthony Davis, got Russell Westbrook. There's other guys out there. Couldn't even make the play-in game. They're like, ah, oh, we really would like to have you in here again. Nope, couldn't even make it. But I actually have a little tidbit on that. The Lakers have missed the playoffs Seven of the last nine seasons, so seven times in less than a decade, from 1948 to 2013. So basically, the era before this, not even an era, the, their whole franchise before this missed the playoffs five times. Yeah, all right, so the rest of the league's getting better. Isn't that what this says? You really want to just point out how bad the Lakers are? You don't think it has anything to do with the rest yes. of the league being better? Yes, I would like, uh, and always, to point out when the Lakers aren't aren't good. Fired their coach today. Well, fired their coach yesterday or the day before. Uh, Woj tweeted it out. Uh, they asked uh, asked Vogel in the in the post game interview. He said something along the lines of, "Well, I, you know, I haven't really been told anything yet." And so, you know, there's a ton of jokes at his expense going around of just like. Hey, everyone be cool. No one tell uh, Vogel about this until Monday. Uh, so, you know, not only are the Lakers not doing well on the court, not really doing well off the court as well. I saw some interviews with LeBron where LeBron said, you know, we'll get to that bridge or, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Talk about if he's going to sign his an extension. Also said that he's not in control of what players get signed. There's the big Russell Westbrook question. I sent you, I think it was last week. Uh, about how, what is it? It's this year they swap with New Orleans. Next year, New Orleans has their pick. The year after is another swap. So it's not going to be really simple to say, all right, we really want to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Here's a first, here's two first, you know, make this problem go away. Westbrook came out and said, I am not intending to uh, to accept a buyout. Now, when you're negotiating, that's, of course, the position you're going to take. So that doesn't mean for sure he's not going to take it. But it is a boatload of money. So uh, I don't know why you you wouldn't take it. All right. You know why he shouldn't take the buyout? Because who the hell wants him? He's going to take the buyout to go join who? Like, he, like that needs that's to be. What I'm get, get, get your money. You sign, you sign the contract. Yeah. No. I, I, all right. So I, I man, I, I read Stupid Laker 
trade rumors all the time because they're always the most ridiculous ones, and yet somehow they make sense to the to Laker fans. Like I read one today that said Indiana is going to want to relieve some cap, so they're going to trade Buddy Hield and Malcolm Brogdon so they can get out of those contracts and get an expiring Westbrook. You know, it's like so they traded Sabonis, and now they're going to do this. They're just going to blow everything up. Like at least you got some pieces back with Sabonis, you know, with Halliburton. But and, and I don't know. I I just. I don't know where the Lakers come up with these ideas. I don't know where they're going to find the way to improve this team next year. But the reality is, is this team can easily be improved. It wouldn't take much to improve this team. We all know what's wrong with it. So they can get better. I don't know how they're going to get better, but they won't take much. All right. This was bad. This didn't work out. At the end of the day, they need these guys to play. They need LeBron well, to play. That's the thing. Is that there, was definitely, there was definitely injuries this year. And so if there wasn't the injuries, you know, Anthony Davis was saying that, like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a what if year, you know, what if we, we didn't, we didn't get hurt. No, he sucked. Like he sucked these are year. young guys in their absolute prime that this is the first time this has happened. Anthony Davis is routine, routinely uh, injured and LeBron's only getting older and older. And it, it's still amazing what he's able to do when he's playing, but I don't think there's going to be more seasons of playing pretty much every game and there's gonna be more seasons like this where when you twist your ankle it takes a little bit longer to recover it just a lot of times undefeated you know except maybe against Tom Brady well the other thing that I think has finally caught up with LeBron is hey the rest of the league got better they're doing their own thing they're doing things you were doing they're recruiting guys to get to play with them just like you did and now that's starting to amount to some really serious competition not only throughout the playoffs, but throughout the actual regular season. I mean, look at how tight this race was in both conferences this year. Just to get into the playing game, they couldn't even get into that. You know, they they definitely put a bullseye on their on their back, and as well as they should. They're the Lakers. They deserve that bullseye. But I mean, the target, San Antonio's motivation purely this year just to kick out the Lakers was it has to be a trophy worthy thing. Like this is this is a satisfying thing for Popovich. I guarantee he's enjoying that that he sent these guys home. Because I don't know if he's going to send anyone else home the rest of this year. They're they're <laughs> going to get sent home real soon. But at least they're going to have that that stupid grin on their face, knowing that they spoiled the Lakers' season, and it really was to no gain. <laughs> and it it's so no, spoiled because not really. It's so spoiled too because you know their future too. Like San Antonio could at least do some things this off season. All right, I think there's a lot of bright spots in San Antonio this year. I actually think they could you know build some build something there. I, I think they're far ahead of the, the building that the Lakers could do just on pure flexibility. And, and, and because of that, like you said, the offseason of the Lakers is, is, is going to be just chaos of misery until some, some magic happens, which it always happens. It always happens, though. The Lakers always pull off is something. There, uh, is there, there any chance that uh, LeBron leaves? Gut feeling? 12%. Yeah, what are you, what are you thinking? 12% chance LeBron leaves. Okay, I mean it's not nothing because he he spent he spent four years in Miami, then he was four years in in Cleveland the, the second time around, and now it's been four years in L.A. Like it's very much like the Westbrook buyout situation. There just has to be a team. I'm not saying not. I'm not saying there's a team in the NBA that wouldn't want LeBron James, but there there's definitely the right situation that he likes, and he likes things a certain way. So you have to be prepared as that team to cater to LeBron. I know it's a different age thing because one of two things are going to have to Either LeBron's not going to care about that catering anymore, which isn't going to happen, 
or you're going to care about the catering to LeBron. You're going to do whatever he says and get rid of all the young guys and bring in old guys. That all this, all the things the Lakers just did, everything that just went wrong, another team has to be willing to do again for him to leave. And I do think there's a 12% chance that there's a team out there willing to do that. And that, that's the he's only chance. Under contract this, uh, he's under contract this upcoming year. So he would have to force a, uh, would have to force a trade to, to make a move. But I, I just, I just wonder, is yeah. that what we're getting closer to? But that's totally different than being a free agent. Because when you're a free agent, it's like, hey, let's move around. We got to move around some money. If you're making a trade, if you like that group, well, now you have to kind of get, you have, you, you know how good you are. They're going to have to get rid of so many of those assets for you to get in there. It's almost like when you know Carmelo went to went to the Knicks. It's like they just they gave up so much to get Carmelo. It set him back and just trying to figure that out. That was the Melo trade is only said that way because Denver was better without him after because they got so many assets from from the Knicks. They got Wilson Chandler and, and Gallinari and all, all these guys. Uh, a, lot, a lot of nice Davis things. Lee. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot of players, a lot of guys that were playing and made made an impact. A lot of guys that would have played really well with Carmelo Anthony. It just like you said, it it didn't work out. But there's a team somewhere, and there's a Laker deal somewhere that, that they would, they would, they would make this happen. Especially if you are off, if, if LeBron is up front saying, "I'm not coming back next year," are you really just going to ride it all out one more year and not knowing that because you're not you're not built for the next couple of years without LeBron. If he just gets up and leaves, oh my God, like this is. This is probably one of the worst franchises' future potentials out of anything. They have no picks. They don't really have a whole lot of flexibility in any way. And if he just gets up and leaves, you're you're in shambles. I mean, I I worry. Like, what if LeBron gets a season-ending injury next year? Like, how? What happens then? And he's just coming off an injury, and you got to be the Lakers and decide: Am I going to resign this guy, or you got to be one of these other teams and saying I'm going to sign this guy? I mean, is that is that outrageous too? If LeBron gets a season-ending injury next year, it's never happened. It 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 would for sure be unfortunate, but he is getting older, and just not even just getting older. Just I mean, any player stuff stuff happened. I mean, Damian Lillard season-ending it's a season-ending injury. I mean, I'm hoping that some of that was just Portland looking to tank, and this was just an easy. Hey, you know what? Just shut it down. You know, all the way rather than you know do the Paul George like try to try to make it back. But it can happen to anybody. You know, basketball is a physical sport. Weird things happen. I, All right, under the under the next yeah, one. Go, go one more. Uh, what'd you say? One more. Uh, how many more you got? I have three more. All right, I'll, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. I'll hurry up. All right. Uh, Drew Holiday started, played eight seconds yesterday to get his uh, playing his sixty seventh game, which earned him uh, three hundred and eighty thousand dollars. And man, I don't know if I've seen someone with a bigger smile on their face. <laughs> that was fun Power uh, next contracts. one care to venture a guess how many guys this year played all 82 games all 82 is it single digits or double digits well you gotta guess i'm gonna say single digits and i'll go with nine. Ooh, not too far off it was five uh denny avia dwight powell kevin looney uh, Mikhail Bridges and Sadiq Bay. Uh, last one I have is uh, Joel Embiid won the scoring title. And something I did not realize about the scoring title is the scoring title is points per game. He was third in total points. Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> okay. 
I guess that's how the scoring title's always been, though. That's not a new thing. I, it does seem I, uh, weird. It does seem weird to call it the scoring title, not the scoring average title. I get that. All right, there, there's a bit of a word flaw here, but it's it's the way it's always been. So it's it's technicality. Yeah, and so that, it's just it, it's it's odd because if you go by total, Trey Young and Demar Derozan had more because they they played more games, but if you go by, uh by the by the average you know by by per game it's not uh oh i guess i guess it, it still is Joel Embiid i know for a while it was lebron but lebron didn't have enough games played but it turned that well had gone he has 30.6 and lebron james had 30.3 so i guess it nope that, that that checks out and you know makes sense that there has to be some sort of a limit you can't just play you know one game score 40 and it's like no i'll shut it down but just just, just interesting you're totally correct it's been that way the, the whole time but i had not really uh realized that uh tatum was uh was definitely uh in, in the mix for a little bit as well all right we got about 10 minutes left here we can finish it off with some some mvp stuff or we can dump into another topic it's up to you uh, I think that there is enough other people arguing about MVP that we don't really need to uh, get get involved with that. Uh, I'll give you mine two seconds. I think okay. it should go to Jokic. I, I just think it should go okay. to Jokic. I don't have a problem with anyone else. You want to vote Giannis? You want to vote Embiid? I won't fight you on it, but um, I'm, I'm rolling with Jokic. If I had a vote, I'd, I'd vote for Jokic. Uh, That's what I, Vegas is saying. Just you know, it's it's weird that you punish other guys for having better teammates, but it's also like this guy played on the same level as all these guys without those teammates. And I and I heard one argument today that just sold me entirely is how many more assists and rebounds and, and how many more assists do you think Jokic would have if we played with better players? Well, they're just hurt right now. He had you know he's got two max guys that haven't played the uh, you know pretty much the whole year. I'm just saying his stats are outrageous now. Imagine if the guys he was passing to made the shots more often, like the guys he normally plays with. All right, there's just yeah, a, there's, if he had Jamal Murray. If he had Jamal Murray out there, he'd have a lot more assists. The team would be even better. They'd probably have a better seating. I'm just saying, he's done a lot of really impressive things with the guys they got, and I don't think any other guy is is, is fighting for the roster that Jokic has. Like Embiid's not over there saying, "I, I wish I had that." Well, maybe he is saying now. I don't know. I wish he, he'd probably saying I wish I had Jamal Murray coming back at some point. But uh, <laughs> either way, I think a lot of these other guys like Yash specifically who shows up every game. I can never take anything away from him. If you want to give it to him, I have no problem with that. Also, it's just a dominant force. But I, I'm, I'm rolling with Jokic. That's that's it. Um, you want to talk double thumbs up? Sure. All right. So Netflix comes out with the new thing. If you haven't already seen this, Netflix does have a thumbs up, thumbs down thing of uh kind of it's supposed to help your recommendations to my understanding and i i'm sure it does to some degree but you know you got to make a call on on categories at some point of, of recommending things so i wonder does this make the system better or more flawed now with, with the double thumbs up option where you can not only like a thing but you, you like it double <laughs> it's definitely interesting originally netflix had the the five star rating I seem to remember, I don't know if I was listening to a podcast or if I was reading an article, and this was, uh, you know, a, f a few years ago, saying, like, it wasn't really a good system because pretty much everyone either just says, like, you know, 
I didn't like it one star or I, I liked it. It gives it five stars. So to have five options really didn't make any sense. So now they're adding a third option of thumbs down, thumbs up, or double thumbs up. I, no, there, I There's a lot of things with social media that you, people are clamoring for. You know, people on Twitter, you know, really want an edit button. People have been talking about that for a long time. I, I don't really feel like when I'm around on the internet or in real life, people being like, you know what I need on Netflix or on these streaming services? I need a way to extra like it. No, but I do think there's... I get this, all right? The problem is is that the double thumbs up and the thumbs up are really what I should be calling it, all right? Really, the double thumbs up should be, I like the show, I would recommend it, and the thumbs up is, it's okay, and the thumbs down is, I wouldn't recommend it, I didn't like this. That's that's what this boils down to me, and I think that's the process they're going after. Now, calling the double thumbs up and all that is just, this is such a, you know, participation trophy of like, hey, you get a pat on the back, thumbs up, you know, like, you were okay, you weren't great. But, you know, here's a thumbs up because you were okay. That, that, to me, that's what this is more answering to me of the thumbs up is you're okay. The double thumbs up is, is was really good. And thumbs down was I didn't like it. I wouldn't recommend it. So I, I, I like I think, that system more rather than okay being wrapped up with great. All right? Because that's what the, they both get the same thumbs up. There should be a different value on that. So I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's got... Not for me. It must be maybe something I haven't ranked. Does it like it? Now, that was going to be my next question is, do you actually do any of this? Because I've never filled it out once. I never did the stars thing. I always hated being recommended stuff like that. I, I wanted to kind of find my stuff organically. Now, what I will say is I will. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not not for me. One thumbs up is I like this, and then two thumbs up is love this. Okay, yeah. So that that's either being they're being nice with the wording, right? That's fine. We don't need to be a negative thing. It doesn't need to be a you know satisfactory score here. All right, that's not that's not what I'm saying, but that's really what it is. All right, let's not lie to ourselves. All right, we could call it all this the fruity colors and then and all that. That's fine. It's just okay. But it's this is what we're we're getting to. Of uh, this is okay. This is great. This is bad. I, I it makes I mean, sense interesting to, me. to see. I, I got to imagine it's more on Netflix. Like they think this is going to help with their algorithm and going to help retain people and help them to figure out what do people, because this was so weird. It's like, you can rank it, but they have all of the metrics. So you can go in and be like, I love this. And really you're just kind of virtue signaling. It's just like, yeah, you said you loved all of like the Oscar nominations, but really all you're doing is you're going in and you're watching Seinfeld every day. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're watching trashy reality shows, you know, like that's what you watch, you know, frequently. So this is really what you want to watch, not what you're, how, how you're ranking. So I, I'm wondering what Netflix's end goal with this is. Well, I hope it's purely after recommendation because I can only imagine the disappointment of, I mean, maybe this is the way it does. Your show got canceled, man. You didn't get any double thumbs up. Like, is that, that's, that sounds like that's something Netflix would do. I mean, they do this whole first season cancellations now, like it's nothing, I, I which maybe the right way to do it. I just, I, I miss the days where they let the kind of shows breathe a little bit and Maybe we got we ended up with way too many shows at some point that really weren't well thought out or really that good. But you know, we ended up with some really good shows that you know learned how to make a show by season two, and and that's I think that's part of some shows. I mean, how many how many shows do you like where they really struggle in season one? I mean, I can think of two off the bat. Well, right pretty now. much like all the comedies. 
just all of them, right? Like, imagine if imagine if they didn't get a second season. Imagine if these are canceled. I mean, what is Sunny first season? Is that great? Is it's kind of weird, right? It's a little little raunchy. It's trying a little hard to be that way. They're missing Devito in it. It's 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 I don't know. I, and now I look at it now. What are they on season thirty something? Like it's <laughs> can't be stopped. It's it's fine. I mean that that's that's a nice example. But I, I mean, what if what if Parks and Rec doesn't make it after the first season? Is that is that impossible? Like if they, that was happening today on Netflix, they would cancel that. I'm saying fighting words right now, but that that's the reality. I, I, I yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I feel like the and I'm not nearly as plugged in on the on the newer shows as I am on the on the older shows of stuff getting canceled too early. I, I think I, I thought more of the argument with Netflix is that they're making too many shows and giving too many people, uh, you know, like hey, yeah, you want a show? Go go for it. Go for it. Go for it. More than you know, at some point you got to figure out. Hey, no one's watching this show. Like, sorry, you know. You know the the you, you gotta figure it out faster. I just hope that the double thumbs up doesn't have a, a that strong of a say. I mean, I mean, you can hold some value, sure. You want to use it as a metric, that's all right. But I'm telling you, most of us users, one, aren't doing this, and two, aren't really putting the value in it. I, I mean, to put the value into all this means you really don't know what you want to watch, and you want to be constantly recommended stuff. But I mean, if you're taking the time to grade everything, don't you kind of know what you want to watch? Like if you're willing well, why to grade don't you it, rank stuff? I don't. I don't. Do you think everyone ranks their shows? Do you think you finish watching that and you're like, oh, that that's a that's a bottom stack? I, because I, I, I definitely on Netflix because it's really easy. Definitely after I finish watching a show, I I I rank it. But it's so it's super easy. It's either I didn't like this or I like this, and I somehow someone recommended it to me or I thought I would like it. So it has to be really bad for me to not like it. So pretty much all of them are just thumbs up. Yeah, I'm going to spoil something for you. I don't think anyone else watches shows like we watch shows. I mean, we got a podcast. We care about this stuff. We're worried about this. I don't think majority of people are, are concerned about this at all. I mean, there's definitely a group of them, but I don't think we're like the <laughs> – we're not the normal people here, all right? <laughs> this isn't the average consumer of, of Netflix. I think we watch a little bit more than most – and I think we care about certain shows a lot more than most. And they're good shows, though. And, it's, and they're worth caring about. I don't know if everyone else shares that passion, is what I'm saying. Well, you're kind of contradicting yourself there, because I said I ranked it. You said, like, we're different, grouping us together. But I rank, and you don't rank. So wouldn't it have to be kind of one way or the other? No, I'm like a thumbs up. You're like a double thumbs up. All right? That, that's, that's the difference. Well, I didn't even have this option until very recently, and I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if maybe it should be a uh, uh, almost like a, like a MySpace uh, top friends, like you get double thumbs up, but you only get ten of them. So once you get to once you get to ten, if you want to do the eleventh, you have to kick something out. See, this is like the weird Tinder super swipe thing here, where it's like, so you're out of likes, but all you got is a super likes left, and it's. <laughs> All right, so now, do I use this on the next person available, or do I dislike this one so I can get the next one who may be a little bit more deserving of the super like? Or do you just stop at the super like altogether? I'm trying to make this, you know, a little more, uh, you know, you know, it matters more. It's, this isn't, you know, everyone gets a participation trophy. You know, there's only so many super likes to go around. <laughs> so you gonna you gonna help me out here? What should I do in this scenario? I've used all of my likes for the day. All right, I have one like left. It's a super like. I can use that on the very next person. The ne the next the next match could be super liked right there. 
or I can if if they're if they're only a thumbs up and not a double thumbs up, I can dislike them, thumbs down them to get the next option that may be a little bit more worthy of a double thumbs up. Do I play the field? Well, you only use a super, you only use a super like if you super like it. The same thing with this Netflix thing. You don't just use a super like willy nilly. You use it when it's a really good show or really good movie. Yeah, but Zach, I really like this show, and I don't have any likes left. And I only have a double thumbs up. What are you talking about? You have likes all the time. There, there is no limit. I wanted to make the limit, but there, there is no limit. You could use super likes all on everyone if you want to. Can you? I think you I'm on Netflix it. right now. There's nothing to stop me from super liking everything. Oh, I'm I'm definitely and, still talking about Tinder. <laughs> I'm and not on talking. Tinder, if you uh, you know, if you hook your credit card up, you can get as many super. All right, so, as you want. so so per usual, you were not very helpful in this scenario here at all. So that's that's all right. I'll, I'll play some outro music. Uh, that's, I, <laughs> I I just thought I made a good point there because everyone, knew, which is none of our listeners, use Tinder. So I I'm sure nobody understands this at all. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible topic. Hey, the Kings need a head coach again. I'm just trying to save myself out of this. <laughs> Uh, fun fact for that one is this, I think, I can't remember if Gentry is their 11th coach since in 16 years or the next one will be. Uh, so it's either 11 or 12 coaches in 16 years and zero playoff, uh, um, zero playoff appearances. The highest win percentage I think was 41 point something. So really got to figure things out there. Two minutes left. Nicest thing you could say about baseball. Uh, I've been trying, trying to, uh, you know, stick with baseball a little bit. Uh, it's pretty easy right now where college basketball ended the playoffs for NBA haven't started yet. So I listened to the Yankees Red Sox game on opening day uh, and the next one. And then yesterday I did a mix of listening to it on the radio and uh, watching it on TV. Uh, all of them were very exciting games. Uh, uh, so kind of uh, got me sucked in a little bit. It's uh, really easy to listen to it on uh, on my phone, where I'm kind of already listening to uh, to podcasts. So you just kind of pivot over to uh, to baseball uh, at nighttime. But uh, I, I think it's gonna be tricky once basketball starts back up. But right now, I've been you know, doing a little dabbling, and it's, it's fun. All right, yeah, I, I, I can't I can't do this. I'm I, I actually enjoying the uh, the lockout. I'm the only one. It's, it's terrible to say. Uh, but we'll be back next week, probably less baseball topics and a lot more NBA stuff. I mean, we're going to have some playing games. The playoffs will be lined up. Celtics will know who they are officially playing. We'll have already played a game at that point. Oh, man. So is Toronto going to already play? I hope Toronto plays a game for the next podcast so I can uh, close out on that. That'd be great. Toronto. Uh, there's, there's a good chance. I think usually they do uh, like everybody plays Saturday and Sunday. So. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm sorry about all the technical difficulties. This was a uh, man. I don't know. We got to figure out this phone call situation. For some reason, I don't know why this is the most unstable cell phone connection we've ever had today. It was just not 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 good. But uh, I'm sorry. I appreciate everyone who stuck with us, and uh, we'll be better next week. I promise. And uh, congratulations, Nate. I uh, can't believe you you won. I really, yeah. We'll be back. <laughs>